3: Show America has always wanted. I got the future. I got the future. From the Vegas strip, here's RJ Bell.
2: And we got a special show for you today. It's all brand new what we're doing. Pick yes, but even better, even more. We are going to break down every NFL game, and the biggest college games. Best bet from Fez is literally almost going to start the show, ending with my best bet. Brad Powers with his best bets. Those are the pros who know. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to know more than their buddies. My personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. You cannot have pros without Joe's. He's in LA. He's Jonas Knox.
1: Always good to be here, RJ. And we start on straight out of Vegas with week five of the NFL, which kicked off last night in Seattle, and it was the Seahawks with a 30 to 29 win over the LA Rams in a big matchup in the NFC West.
2: Yeah, exciting. Fez closing line on the game was Seattle minus one to one and a half. Okay, so what you're saying is someone who said, you know. I- I like to bet. And there's a guy at the bar, and he goes, well, we take bets. Here's a website. If you have one out, odds were what, 50%? 50 50-50. That you would have either, if you had Seattle, push. Pushed or lost. Or lost. And the other way, if you would have had the Rams, could have pushed or lost. Pushed or won. Pushed or won. Yeah, that's a good point. Plus one and a half wins. And the the irony of all that is a loss avoided is more valuable than a win gained because when you lose, you, you lose 110 for every 100, and when you win, you only win the 100, right? There's dastardly bookies. But in, this is one of the times. You think when I preach about line value, multiple outs, that somehow I'm like some uh, scold you know, some teacher saying, make sure you learn your proper grammar. Well, maybe, but this is even more important than proper grammar. This is about your money. And yeah, I think I can live by that. It's, about, it's more important. You can buy grammar. If you don't have at least three outs, you are not doing the easiest thing you can do to help yourself do better. Doesn't mean you can't have fun without three outs. You can have fun if if losing is fun. How much effort does it take to get that second and third out for the payoff? Very little. Fez, we won't belabor the point, but can what would even be close to saying for the modest amount of effort? Now, a guy like Fez, getting outs is a full time job, and you partner with people for this kind of thing because a lot of these places don't want to take your bets. You know, when you come by and you and you're trying to bet with the pompadour and everything. It's oftentimes—I mean, I think in Vegas, what, half the books either don't let you bet or you're restricted. (laughs) Yes. No— you, you think we're joking? <laughs> I think it's get great. Get out of here, Jonas! I think
1: it's great. You come around with
2: me. <laughs> you, do, do you want to book his action? That'd be hilarious. You put Jonas in the like. You'd put. He'd be getting the. He'd be getting the stuff from the newspaper, the lines. You'd put him in the poorhouse in about six weeks. I can get Jonas kicked out of a casino within twenty minutes. Oh, you would get little blackjack crap! All right, you can also count <laughs> cards. We understand that sportsman. Wow, well, but what I'm saying is true. I mean, l- let's be clear. We're not joking. About half the books in Las Vegas, you're restricted. Either completely can't play or can only – like one book you can play once a day. One at trip a certain, to the window. Like at a certain
0: time. Can play every game on the board. One, one trip to the window
2: per day. It's almost like – this very heavy set guy, the buffet doesn't want any piece <laughs> of And you can only come like at 8 30 when they yeah. shut down at nine because they figure <laughs> we're either gonna throw this food out or we'll let this guy eat it. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's a good analogy. That is a good compliment, though, for yeah. you, Fez. That's Steve Fez. Like I'm RJ Bell. Nothing is better to help you win than getting up to those three outs. Three, after three, it's nice to have you got 29. Is that the count now? 29? It's 30 now. 30. You added a book. Okay. I wonder if how the skies is going to last. But <laughs> would you agree going from one out to three outs, the best you can do? That, like there's nothing for the amount of effort, the limited amount of effort, that's going to help you win more. Agreed. So that's an important lesson. Another lesson, NFL wins and losses are often coin flips. And Bill Simmons had a, a, an interesting way to approach this. He said, I'm going to look at the game and say, was this, could this have gone either way or not? And if if it could go either way, give each team a half a win. Doesn't matter if they win or lose. And if you clearly lose, you get zero. You clearly win, you get one. Those standings, That that rudimentary, simple way to approach it would give you better standings than the actual standings. Agreed?
0: Yes, I agree.
2: And do you also agree with what seems obvious is this game could have went either way?
0: Oh, absolutely. In fact, 58 minutes into the game, Seattle was had the ball at midfield, one first down, won the game. Seattle had an 80% chance to win at that point. Then Seattle punts. The Rams drive down the field. The Rams are lining up for a game-winning, what would have been, 43-yard field goal, and the Rams had an 80% chance to win at that point, while the final score someone had to win, and it was Seattle.
2: Someone had to win, Brad. What was your take?
0: (laughs) Not someone had to win. No, I mean, that shows you that it was a coin flip game, Fez, that someone had to win.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I think that phrase, though, cliched, someone had to win, does say something pretty important. Someone did win, and the takeaway is going to be how much better Seattle seems than they were perceived to be starting the season, right? Seattle, isn't that the – I mean, Jonas, you keep your finger on the pulse of this. Wouldn't you say the main narrative is, is wow, Pete Carroll's got these guys playing?
1: Yeah, and and also that Russell Wilson's playing at, at the most elite level he's ever played the position at ever.
2: Yeah, and I think that's true. I mean, the, the the metrics back that up. How different would it be if that field goal had been made? I mean, first off, if your name, Greg the Leg, you're supposed to make that kick. Yeah. All right? But how, what would the narrative be, Jonas, you think, a master of the narratives on talk radio if he makes that kick? Oh, man, the L.A.
1: Rams on a short week, all the noise, all the Todd Gurley drama, they're still the team to beat
2: in the NFC West. I agree 100%. So, guys, if, if you want to even be a smart fan, don't let that noise bother you. I will say this. There is a tendency... And I think I fall prey to it, and I'm not sure it's fall prey. I think it might be some truth. There are certain players that after years and years that the clutch moniker, the idea that Jordan played differently at the end of that Jazz Game 6, I think it's true. I just think week to week it can't be one week this guy's clutch and the next week he's not. I want to see multiple years. But you show me a Joe Montana, certain people – Multiple year, I mean, obviously Brady and Belichick, you could make the case they've lost them, you know, the two Super Bowls they lost, or all three Super Bowls, the Eagles, they lost the game, right? Both those Giants Super Bowls, it could have went either way, right? So you could say, oh, they, and imagine just how different the narrative would be on Brady and Belichick if Seattle wouldn't have thrown that interception, I mean, because at that point, it that was their first Super Bowl, like since what was it? it? Was since the the undefeated, even even before the undefeated season, right? They had they would have gone yeah, two thousand four prior. Yeah, think about that a second. I mean, wow, talk about one play changing courses of lives. Yeah, Seattle, that would have made back to back Super Bowls for them. Yeah, that's true too. And then you think that not only could the Patriots have won. Two more, at least, you know, with Philly being close, because it was just one strip sack, but still, and that Philly one, it wasn't one, it wasn't like the last play of the game kind of thing. But they could have lost easily, as we said to Seattle, they could have lost easily to Atlanta. Yeah, you know, the only Super Bowl they won clean of the early ones was that Philadelphia Super Bowl. Though again, it was a tight game, but it was, you know, they had to win. The other one, Carolina. Right, And the Rams? I mean, wow. Talk about a game of inches. Al Pacino was right. Personally, I don't want to make a big deal about it. But my prop one again. Now, typically, I I wouldn't even mention it, right? It's like, oh, it's Friday. I won on Thursday. Okay. Make sure it hits the bank account. But (laughs) this one started slow. Our bet was under Gurley, receiving yards, and... Rushing yards, and I was watching the box score, and he had like was like at forty five or so, like after the first quarter. I did the simple math, and I said, I don't think we're pacing too well. (laughs) Faz, how did how did it turn out? I mean, meaning. Watching the game, what did you see from Gurley? Gurley was great in the first
0: quarter, and then as you forecasted, R.J., sure looked like that game he played against Tampa Bay caught up to him. He seemed to have fresh legs in the first quarter when he ran for 31 yards. Very little usage afterwards, and also you said you did not expect he would get many reception yards.
2: The theory was usage rate was what – and he did have – oh, no, no, even at the beginning the reception yards weren't good, but go ahead. Yeah, so
0: three catches – get this – Three catches, six yards.
2: Well, that's better than his normal pace in the last eight games. (laughs) I mean, seriously, there's something obvious. But but
0: two yards per catch, I I think Brad might be able to do that.
2: I don't know. Yeah, but he would be in the hospital after the first catch. (laughs) Now, listen, usually I wouldn't make a big deal about it, but in this case, victory! Last question. Does anyone disagree with me? that Seattle was way overrated. First of all, let's give them credit. They won this game. But I think the Rams are overrated. And they've been downgraded a good bit. So I asked the same question I asked yesterday. What is Seattle's impressive win? We are now six games in? Five games. Five games in. What's the the marquee win? Probably last night. So at home, on a short week... Against a team that is trending down, you win on a last second, 30 some yard field goal miss. Yep. That's your marquee. Yes. Well, I tell you this that's something that uh, I'm not impressed by.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: In most eligible states, age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up to date list of states, visit dkng.co/pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com/promos. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not hundred percent sure yet what to write.
3: Terms and conditions apply.
1: We start with Fez's best bet, and we go all the way to London to do so. It is the Bears and the Raiders coming up at 1 Eastern time on Sunday. Right now, Chicago with five-point favorite on pregame.com.
2: I tell you, for those that feel like Fezic's a little snooty, man, you are so right. And on the podcast, the NFL pod, if you want to, at the end of it, forget all the picks and everything. it, It was a deep examination of his private school upbringing. Oh, my gosh. I got so many Team RJ hashtags on Twitter after that. Fez, you don't realize how your snootiness. But then just by coincidence, your best bet is in London. All right, go ahead.
0: Well, it's on my Bears, and I went to school in Chicago. and It's on the Bears minus five. I bet the Bears minus five, and I like them, and it's all about the travel advantage the Bears have in London. Now, the Bears just flew out last night to London, and Oakland has been there all week long. And I-
2: Okay, so let's think about this. They flew out last night. So Thursday night, Bears, Oakland had literally a game in Indianapolis. They had a choice. They had three choices. I think they made the wrong one. Choice one was go back to Oakland, fly all the way back, then what? A couple days later, fly all the way back to Indianapolis and keep on going. Another six or seven hours, I guess, right? Or probably more, seven, eight. Okay, now, I've never been to London, but you know, I got a map. Now... <laughs> I mean, it's an old map. A lot of the countries aren't really the case. Any, you know They're gone now, but still. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, their other option was stay somewhere around Indianapolis, have a camp, a la Fort Collins when Belichick did this before a Mexico City game, or Youngstown, the 49ers do sometimes. Instead, they went over. To me, that is hugely pro- problematic because history tells us Jacksonville, who does this every year, they go later and later. Belichick's done it twice. He red eyes in the night before the game. Gruden's not a super buttoned-up guy. I think this team's going to be tired, distracted. Who knows potential police matters? I mean, you don't want (laughs) to let a a wow team loose on a city like, you know, every NFL team, you're going to be worried about that. I think you're so right about that factor. Yeah, and the second
0: factor is just the Trubisky factor. The team had lost a little faith in Trubisky. Right a little. Fully,
2: rightfully so. A lot of faith.
0: So, Chase Daniel taking over, I think that's a big energy bump for the
2: Bears as well. Yeah, I think it's energy, but if you look at the statistics, and we've talked about this at length, and since we have, though, I've added a fourth source from 538. So, looking at QBR now, pro football focus, and – 538's ELO method, and one more source. Right now, amongst all the accidental starters, ranked number one is Chase Daniel, 16th best quarterback. So, to me, you can say small sample size, and it's right, 30 passes. But if you look at (laughs) Trubisky, he's 36 out of 42 on this list. Oh, wow. So, the odds are it's hard to do worse than that. Trubisky's done. And last thing, if you watch that game, you watched the replay, right? Of yes. the Bear okay. I mean, you had a, such a painful loss on it. I don't know if you, wa- you did watch
0: it. I thought I deserved it to watch all my money get set on fire on the Minnesota Vikings.
2: So you like to punish yourself. <laughs> yes. There's a word for that. So here, here's what I'll say, though. <laughs> it felt like the whole playbook was open to Chase, where with Trubisky, it really wasn't. What what was your observation? Yeah, I
0: agree. And in fact, I think the Bears could have scored a lot more points had they had to. They had a comfortable 16-0 lead in the second half and then got conservative only in the second half. It's a business of sadists and masochists, and you know which one you are.
1: Guys, the main theme from this week's show here on Straight Out of Vegas has been about those replacement quarterbacks. And much like Chase Daniel, we have two more at center stage. We've got Kyle Allen for the Panthers. We've got Gardner Minshew for the Jags. And right now, the Panthers are a three and a half point favorite hosting the Jags this weekend.
2: It's almost like we planned this, Jonas. One into the other. Chase Dan I mean, this is like real radio. Uh oh. Look out, World. On my list, we said Chase Daniel, 16, 19, Kyle Allen, 20, the stash, Minshew. These are the other than Daniel, who is a a veteran, right? So let's put him in a slightly different category. Amongst these youngsters, these are the two best. So, Fez, I've got numbers. You've got your little eye test. What's your little eye say about these quarterbacks? Because I think they disagreed with my numbers.
0: Yeah, I had Daniel Jones, number one. All right, and then who did you have? Oh, the stash, number two. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) Rudolph, three. Kyle Allen, four. And Bridgewater, five.
2: Well, I agree with Bridgewater. Here's the thing you uncovered, and massive credit for this. Kyle Allen, number one on this list amongst the accidental starters that are the youngsters. But these stats don't all take into account fumbles. Three fumbles, the most recent game for Kyle Allen. Yes. And we thought, wow, does he have a history of fumbling? And what did we find out? We found out he fumbled two times in the
0: previous game. So five fumbles already this year.
2: Five fumbles wow. in two games. Brady it's been five or six years, I remember, since he's had more than five fumbles in a season, right? Yeah,
0: six, I believe, in 2014. He had to go all that way back, playing an entire season.
2: And I'll tell you this. We know that turnovers, nothing matters more in the NFL. Literally nothing. If you're, tur- if you're even fumbling once a game, you will not be in the league. By the way, Jared Goff, since the Kansas City game, remember that amazing shootout Monday night last year? He fumbled in that game. And he's fumbled in every game since, except the Super Bowl, the only game he didn't fumble in. So when Goff entered the league, he had the smallest hands for any number one pick quarterback ever. And oh, by the way, Kyle Allen, he came in with a hand span, I think they call it, of nine and three quarters inches. Ten is considered to be good in the NFL, so, so smallish. Nine and three eighths. Oh, oh, I said three-quarters. I'm sorry, you're right. Three-eighths, so less than nine-and-a-half. So, does not it mean it's correlated? I don't want to bet that it's not.
1: Guys, we now move over to Cincinnati, where the winless Bengals host the winless Cardinals coming up on Sunday. Right now, Cincy, a three-point favorite on pregame.com.
2: So, Fez, you love the Bengals. I mean, I remember you had a Ken Anderson jersey. I saw some pictures. <laughs> yeah. And you said, I don't want to play with that. But... <laughs> Couldn't you see Fez, like, they're trying to take the dolls away and they're, and they're trying to give them G.I. Joes? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> was there any of that beyond?
0: wasn't that funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You've got some good stats on Arizona and their scoring propensity for second half.
0: Yeah, Arizona's been terrible in the first half. They've been outscored by 46 points. And get this, RJ, in the second half. Even though Arizona's been horrible all year long, they've actually outscored their opponents in the second half by five
2: points. So 40 how many? 46 outscored in the first half. All right. So what's the rationale?
0: The rationale is that they play this quirky offense that's lightning speed, and it just doesn't work until the opposing defenses get tired, and then it does work.
2: I think that makes sense. So so for anyone who in-game bets, remember that. And also – if you like to do derivative type batting, you could say if you like Arizona, look to bat him in the second half. If you like Cincinnati, I don't know how many's out there, even though <laughs> 200 stations, and you want to bat him, you want to look to do it in the first half.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
0: I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers.
4: up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any Graduate Hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com.
2: The Vikings are on the road at the Giants, Minnesota, a five-point favorite. I tell you, this was Jonas's finest hour as a wise guy because, you know, I have people listening to Jonas make sure he's <laughs> properly promoting R.J. Bow and such, and There was some brilliance on the weekend. I mean, truly, when it comes to maybe we aren't right about why Cousins struggles.
1: Yeah, I looked at it as more so people think that it's the best teams that he plays against, top-tier teams. Then if you just look at all these moments where he struggles, it's usually on a big stage. And so my thought was... They did a report on him and how he's got this schedule and everything's a routine and it's got to be done in increments. He's got it like on an Excel spreadsheet. His entire day is mapped out. And I thought, well, maybe it's just the fact that he gets thrown off schedule. And so in these late nighttime games or or primetime games, that's where he tends to struggle. And so in doing a little bit of research with Brady Quinn on the show on Sunday night, we found that in afternoon games or late games, Kirk Cousins for his career is 8-23. and 23. And I just don't think it's coincidental.
2: And I'll tell you this, what we have to do is remove, and I'm going to try to do this over the weekend, certainly for next week, let's remove the primetime games out because we don't know what the cause is or what potentially is just a reality. Meaning if you play primetime games, by definition, they're not at 1 o'clock. And thus, is it the fact it's the bright lights of the TV or is it the different time? So if we look at the non- Uh, TV games, the non-big national games, and if his record's just as bad there, that is going to be very, very telling. Great job, Jones.
1: And if you go even more specific on this, he's 1-12 in in Monday and Thursday games.
2: Yeah, which would obviously be the nighttime one. So how he's doing in those other games, I think, is most telling. And here's the thing. We don't know the answer yet. If we did, everyone would know it. It's the process of finding out the answer that's fascinating. And as we go along the way, you can say, huh, I don't know if it's the bright lights or I don't know if it's the time change where his routine's off, but I know this game's at one o'clock <laughs> and thus, and I know the Giants aren't all that good. So don't be afraid to bet the Vikings, I think. And I would lean that way. Colt McCoy is the
1: starter for the Redskins as they host the Patriots this Sunday. New England, a 15 and a half point
2: favorite. I watch a lot of Belichick press conferences, I can't lie, on YouTube. And I haven't seen him feel this uncomfortable about talking about another team because he likes to play. He doesn't want to demean other professionals. And Washington's in big trouble. I heard Stephen A. today talking about it's not a matter of if, if you know, but when, when it comes to Jay Gruden. I think people agree with that. I haven't heard it to that degree yet, and now I'm hearing that. I think if Belichick has any choice, he does not run this game up. And I know he could still cover and not run it up. I think he has a real – and then, let's be honest. The Gruden family is a big NFL family. He, It's not that he's doing it because he's afraid to make mad anyone. He just respects these NFL families, I think. So if anything, Brady's health in general, conservative offense, I think. Not wanting to run it up, conservative. I envision a ton of running – From the Patriots.
1: The Jets are at the Eagles coming up on Sunday. Luke Falk is the starting quarterback for New York. Philadelphia, 14-point
2: favorite. Okay, so what we saw was it's always interesting to see how the market moves as news breaks. The news broke. Mono continues. Him and Peter Brady are actually in quarantine. No, not really. Because he actually came to practice, right? That was the big thing. He drove up in a golf cart. How'd the line react when it became official, Brad Powers, that it was Falk in?
0: Yeah, so Philly was a 13-point favorite. Then when the news came official, Philly went up to a 14 and a half point favorite through a key number of 14.
2: All right, so they were building into the line the chance that Darnold would yep. play. Fez, if you look at the total, it dropped even more.
0: Yeah, so 47, and it's down to 43. So
1: four points down.
2: Yeah, Falk, not good.
1: The Saints are three-point favorites hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
2: I have a saying. Every spread tells a story. This spread is telling me something I don't think very many of you believe. It's saying Tampa Bay is better than the Saints. Fez, what's the Saints home field? Three and a half. Line in this game? Three. What does that mean?
0: That means Tampa Bay is being valued by the market as being better by half a point.
2: I don't know if that's right, but I think that is amazing. And the more I think about it, that defense, I i, I slept on Tampa the first couple of weeks. That defense, statistically, for the Bucs, is so much better.
1: The Texans are hosting the Falcons right now. Houston, a four-point favorite on pregame.com. Fezzy. Yeah, Atlanta is
0: just awful versus the AFC, teams they haven't seen in four years. How awful? Atlanta 0-13 against the spread, 1-12 and straight up.
2: Okay, so the rationale is you don't see him often, and once every four years, you've got a game plan anew. What's your ability in a, in a week to game plan effectively? Quinn, not good, it would seem. Give me the ATS one more time. ATS is 0-13. That's not good either. The Titans are three-point favorites hosting the Bills. Fez, you got something on Mariota here.
1: Yeah,
0: Marriott looked Really healthy his last game. I just watched the entire game, and what's been the book on him? He's been underperforming. Well, a big part of it, he's been so banged up for years, and Mariota finally, finally looks to be 100%. And
2: he's one of those quarterbacks where his ability to run and be mobile is a key part of Marriott's skill set. So when he is banged up, it hurts him when he's playing but banged up. So he's able to play – But he drops off more than most because his physical skills, his athleticism is so important. The Chargers are six and a half point favorites hosting the Broncos. Fez, I I know this is boring. and, And so we'll make this one short. This is so about the Chargers and injuries to me. But what do you think?
0: Yeah, the Chargers injury list grows every week. I won't bore everyone with the prior injuries, but uh, Melvin Ingram out. He's their key guy that's out this week along with wide receiver cluster injuries.
2: And remember, if it's not a big name, the market often – if all you did was bet against the three teams with the most injuries in a week that doesn't involve the big marquee names, you could do a lot worse. I think you'd probably slightly win most NFL seasons. Packers at the Cowboys, Dallas a a three-and-a-half point favorite. This is one of those one question games. Can you answer this question? Is Dallas either A or B? A is, man, they're good. Look at Dak Prescott. In RJ Bell's advanced metrics, he's number two. Okay, that's true. And they went into New Orleans. Oh, at Bridgewater isn't a backup. He's almost a starter. Excusable loss. That's Camp A. Camp B is, who did they beat? Really? Hmm. Giants with Eli, Washington, and Miami. Mm. And then they lost to a Saints team that got dominated by Seattle, even though the Saints won. It was like 250 extra yards. And Bridgewater on those same RJ Bell metrics. Bridgewater is 34 out of 42. If you believe A, you gotta love the Cowboys. If you believe B, you gotta love the Packers. Fast, from what I see, the market really, really, really likes Green Bay.
0: Yeah, money on Green Bay lines down from four to three and a half, even a couple threes popping up.
1: Lastly, to Sunday Night Football, we go. The Chiefs are 11-point favorites hosting the Colts. We'll keep this one short.
2: Injuries again. Colts got beat bad by the Raiders That can only be explained by some external force. And, Fez, correct me if I'm wrong, and let's not get specific. They're just as banked up this week. Yes, they are. So this line seems high. Don't get sucked in because I'm not saying the coach are the wrong side, but make sure you know about the injuries. Fox Sports
3: Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.